Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's a beautiful thing to see the way that women, that Black women specifically, are like pushing back and using their voices and their platforms to tell honest, authentic stories about what our lives are like in an empowered way, and it empowers others. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to You Down, a podcast where four funny honeys come together and talk about what's going on in the culture. I'm Ashley Holston. I'm Mamiya Aforo. I'm Yasmin Monet Watkins. And I'm Shakira Janae Pei. But collectively, together as a unit, we are known as Obama's other daughter. You down with the OD? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. Yeah, be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're asking, are you down with female rappers? 2020 was the first year that female rappers really dominated the charts. I mean, they really did it, y'all. Mm-hmm. It started with Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj taking a top spot and becoming the first two female rappers to reach number one with Say So. Um, that was <laughs> That's exactly too. how that it went. Great <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, all while Megan the Stallion's Savage Contest was, dare I say, more viral than COVID. Ooh. Um, too much, too much. Time. Wow. Okay. I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was more viral than COVID. Just, okay, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Those hits were followed by Boots, Buckets, and a Mop, and the sexually positive hit WAP, featuring Queen Cardi B and Queen Megan. 
But even with all this progress, we can't ignore the patriarchy, y'all, and the Snoop Dogs of it all, because Snoop Dogg did have something to say. Mm. And I'm excited to talk about this, but before we do, I have a very important question for you, ladies. If you were a rapper, what would your rap name be? Ooh. When I was in high school, I had a rap name. It was Ash Murder. Ooh. And, uh, oh, wow. It was my MySpace name. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Wow. Murder, she wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. That could be your uh, theme song. <laughs> <laughs> what about y'all? I heard it was supposed uh, to be like your uh, the street you grew up on plus your first pet's name. So it was like hash brown Carlton Square Drive. Isn't that your porn name? Is it? Either I thought or. that was my rap name. All right. Well. I feel like you might get your porn name to say You can get them. Quite interchangeable. Yeah. Where's the hash brown from? Oh, that was my first dog, hash brown. He was a, okay. a cocker spaniel that was hash brown colored. Very lovable oh. dog. R.I.P. Actually, Yasmin, that's perfect for you. Y'all, what's up? It's Hash Brown on the mic. Aye, aye, aye. Young yeah. Hash Brown. Picky, picky. <laughs> we'll get somebody to do the dub. We'll get a Millie Vanilli situation going. Rally, rally. <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. What's yours? So... If I go from Yasmin's poll, it would be hazel sugar spice because my works. first pet was mm. this hamster sugar and spice. Mm-hmm. But that I actually was sounds like go, a pop name. I was going to go with Shaquilla, which oh. was my, um, my CrossFit name. Yeah. Don't Shaquilla. I like Shaquilla. That's, Shaquilla. That's a good one. Shaquilla. You can join, oh, wow. you can join my team. We murderers hey. and killers over here. Hey. <laughs> Hash well, brown Mountain View Drive. <laughs> what? You ain't <laughs> hash brown? With the murders and killers. Carlton View Drive sounds like a place that's gated. I don't know if I'm even allowed to go in there. <laughs> All right, Mamiya, what's your name? I would want it to be something like, you know, like... Yams. Yeah, or like something like a... The detonator, like something like really unassuming. <laughs> I like that you put the basic detonator, and then you like it's me who pops up. Yeah, all right. So we got bombs, we got killers, mm-hmm. we got murderers, and a hash brown. And the hash brown. <laughs> You're not right, Ashley. You're not right, y'all. I'm ready to talk about what I've been hearing is a female rap renaissance, and I'm here for it. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the queens who got us here, like Missy Elliott, MC Light, and Lil' Kim, to the current women topping the charts we all know, and the comer-uppers who exist across the spectrums of gender and sexual orientation. And a little bit later, we're inviting critically acclaimed journalist and author Kathy Yandley on the show. Kathy has been heavily immersed in this world and wrote an NPR Best Book of the Year, God Save the Queens, The Essential History of Women in Hip-Hop. And like Grammy winner Mag Thee Stallion said, us women have always been talented, but it was a thing where there could only be one woman rapper at a time. That's why I was really excited that a lot of women got their shine this year. So was I, Meg. (laughs) But before we jump into it, a quick break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. 
For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back, guys. Let's get into it. What are your thoughts on women dominating the charts right now? Ooh. Love it. Here for it. Do more of it, ladies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep going. Um, yeah. We yeah. love to pretend I'm to dance very... to it. <laughs> Some of us do dance Did you to say it. we? Okay. All right, fine. I, 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 <laughs> we all dance, whether it's rhythmic or not. Yeah. Yes. Don't ju- be so hard on yourself. Your dancing is still dancing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. I saw those shoulders just <laughs> flutter. Yes. <laughs> and you don't flutter. have to dance on beat. I mean, you're at home in COVID. Nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> but when I see Cardi and, and Meg especially mm-hmm. dancing, it does make me feel like I need to take a class. Mm. As a matter of fact, I did start mm. taking the twerk class. <laughs> yeah. Because they really, they really make like... The lyrics make me feel like I'm 
sexually empowered. I'm a goddess. And then you look in the mirror when I'm dancing like them and it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. And you think yeah. you're doing the exact same thing too. You're like, but I appreciate I- the words because they hyping me up. That's mm-hmm. really. truly. Um, Meg has uh, bionic knees. She must. Yeah. yeah. Meg is she's young. In her early twenties. Yeah. yeah. Say, knees is not we all had those knees at one point. And then we got old. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I did try to learn WAP, the choreography at the end. And I won't say my my version of it was a WAP. Um <laughs> or was it a womp? More of a womp. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did though? I scuffed my knee on my daggone carpet. Oh, <laughs> no. Here being a fool. Yep. But mm. it was worth it. And that's why you shouldn't <laughs> dance like that when you're over 30. Without <laughs> knee pads. Without <laughs> knee pads. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm excited that women are on the charts and it's about dag on time. I feel like the shift has happened over the past few years and Cardi does have a lot to do with it um, in the mainstream sense. But I do feel like it's also been a long time coming. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Like we've always had one, which is exactly yeah. what in the quote that you read. Like I can remember growing up there's always one woman at least who was on the charts. But Mm -hmm. if there were two, it wasn't somebody on the same level or like with the same exposure um, as like you, if you would compare how Cardi and Megan are now, like two people who've really transcended and broken ceilings. Um, So I think it, yeah, all for it. We need more people and more different types of rap. Like we shouldn't just be relegated to one thing, but I also think that has to do with what the mainstream audience wants from a female rapper, which Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I think there's this, like, culture of, like, pitting women against each other that, like, uh, I I don't know if that fully served us. I mean, or rather, competition is great and and fun, but uh, I feel like now it's, like, a lot of lifting each other up, like, let's collab, let's, like, create stuff together. Um, and I would love to see more of that, like, collective yeah. effort. I feel like I have a few opinions on that because I do feel like that happened with Nikki because she dominated the charts mm-hmm. as, like, the only female rapper for several years. And then um, she was expected to be, like, inviting to these other women, which I think I love that Cardi was and I love that Cardi did. But, I mean... The baby got famous this year and I ain't seen him put no men on. So many other male rappers get famous (laughs) and don't put nobody else on. But it's up to women to have to put Mm -hmm. each other on because, you know, it's such a male dominated space. And you even see how it's not fair in that sense. Like because Nikki has such a bad rep because she didn't put on other women. But I'm also like that wasn't necessarily Nikki's job. I think it's awesome that Cardi did it. And I'm excited that other women are doing it. And I love to see it. But other men don't do that, but it was all on her to do that. And then, you know, the whole era just keeps pushing and moving forward. And she was the only one doing, kind of holding it down for almost 10 years. She came out in 2008 with Itty Bitty Piggy. I loved Itty Bitty Piggy. That, yeah. I mean, that was like her <laughs> intro, intro. It That was 2008. And then she sort of slowed down by, what, 2019. And Cardi blew up in 2018. So... It was a solid amount of years where Dej Loaf popped up, Iggy Azalea popped up. Um, who else? Fergie won a, a oh God. Fergie won a Grammy for rapping Wait, on is... that Kanye West song. Or Wait, she, no, she Wait. didn't. Fergie, Fergie, Fergie won a Grammy won a for Grammy. rapping? Yes. For rapping? 
Yes. What? Look Stop. at I love that Kira's on her computer right, right. now. Let me find this. Rap song, find all of the right lights. Now. You remember? Thought I lost my mind, my. You remember that song? So she all won a Grammy for that. Macklemore won a Grammy oh, for yes. his. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not a new thing that the Grammys slight women, mm-hmm. people of color. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people are realizing that they probably just shouldn't be putting stock into what the Grammys are even going to yeah. do because it's not going to honor what the people even agree mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. is the best. But it sucks that winning a Grammy gets you opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, even just the disrespect of putting Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and Bad Baby in the same category. Oh, Bad Baby was nominated with the no. Yes, I swear. I don't, I don't <laughs> listen to Bad Baby. I only know, is is she high, bitch? Yes, yeah, high, bitch. That's, that song, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's a, a banger. Like, that's a it's a banger. It is a banger. But she is a whole thing that's really disturbing on several levels. Like, I'm like... Blink if you need help, girl. Like, <laughs> but she has a great producer. Yeah. Oh no. Um, where are her parents? Her truly? mom is right there getting her yelled mom at. Was right there on the Maury stage, getting her. yelled at. Uh, yeah. I didn't see the whole Maury clip. I thought her mom was there to get help, not to. Her mom was there order. to get help parenting at parenting. Wink, wink. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it didn't quite work out. I mean, but it gave her a huge platform sure because her video went viral. Mm-hmm. So why don't you like that bad baby and Nikki and? Cardi would be in the same category. It just feels like gentrification. <laughs> like, <laughs> just feels very appropriative. And it particularly sucks when, like, Black women have been doing it for so long and continue to do it. And white women are the ones that, like, acknowledge and reap the benefits. Like, that shit is sick to me. I guess mine is also more so, I feel like Nikki never got her flowers, like, on a real level and then Cardi came up which and Cardi got her flowers immediately because we all love her and there's no hate between either one of them for me and then Bad Baby who doesn't even have a full album and is in a category for a song for for best female rapper and I just don't feel like she's earned it the mm. beats are good but she's not a great rapper she's okay she mm. just repeats she words. repeats words like, the actual if you ver- think she's like, a the great rapper talent of Bad Baby no. is not it's not on mm. any level, even close That's to... That's why I shouted out her producer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the beats are her. great. And I, I can bop my head to it all day, but it's not like I'm, the lyrics are doing anything outside of what you would expect a 14-year-old rapper to do. Right. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So. so how do you guys feel about, like, this is a huge thing, too, like, Male rappers be talking about, oh, I was in the NAMS, I was doing that. <laughs> and and they're, they're talking about what, Bobby? What we're talking about? What male rappers talk about? I forgot, I forgot. But like, <laughs> let a lady talk about her yams or her WAP. Oh, the world is shut. Remember uh, yeah. the summer, like the outrage over WAP. And outrage. Then I didn't see the video. And then when I watched it, I was like, where's the one they were talking about? Like, right? I get that they were in swimsuits working and shaking but I okay was like, what yeah it's not like they were showing the inside of their vagina it's not about what they're showing it's about what they're talking about and the audacity mm-hmm. they would have to dare be yeah. so mm-hmm. sexual mm-hmm. yeah you know people don't like women who can own their sexuality because sexuality is power mm-hmm. and um i think especially men mm-hmm. the patriarchy 
the system in general is afraid of what women will do yeah. when they can Get out of own them. their sexuality mm-hmm. and that power. Because they know what we can do. They know what we're capable of, which is running do the world. I think a lot of them is, is like they just couldn't handle it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, could, I wouldn't know what to do with that if that came my way. Mm-hmm. So I got to hate it. Yep. Like, I, did, I didn't know how to use Snapchat for a long. So I was like, I'm just going to hate Snapchat. <laughs> did you ever <laughs> learn it? it? Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need Snapchat. I don't hate it. You know, I, it's more of a joke. But I think that that's what people do when they don't understand things. They mm-hmm. decide to hate it. <laughs> yeah. Be angry at it. I was going to say something that's not funny. But I was going to say the difference is men will decide <laughs> to hurt it. Maybe kill it, aka men oh. will hurt women because they can't control women. But it's Sorry. it's a beautiful thing to see the way that women, that black women specifically, are like pushing back and using their voices and their platforms to tell honest, authentic stories about what our lives are like in an empowered way, and it empowers others. I don't know what city girls are telling about uh, <laughs> authentic lives. No, it's 100% authentic. Are you kidding me? Okay, okay, okay. I don't know about them. No, I'm, I'm talking just about... Saying in general. I'm saying, I'm saying the authenticity of... Uh, what's that, Where the Bag At? If y'all watch Where the Bag At video, JT scams a credit card. That is what she went to prison for. If you're not <laughs> sick as... She did it in her music video, which she went to jail for for over a year. Stealing. <laughs> Free JT. Free JT. She did it, <laughs> I feel like it's really interesting, though, that like given that that's her true life experience that she's documenting through this art form that's rap and some little something in Minnesota or Wisconsin is listening to that, hearing the end, you know, indulging in that kind of like making a caricature of somebody else's reality. And that's where I feel like it gets like cloudy for me of where do I draw the line of what? what people put out there. Like, I think I love City Girls. I love everything they do. It's just like the people who listen and buy the albums the most are like... Yeah. Yeah, Everyone's not going to be like discerning and thoughtful Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I shouldn't actually go out and scam (laughs) a guy. You know? Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I agree with you, Mama. Mom. (laughs) I agree with you, Mommy. uh, That sometimes I worry about just... The message. The caricature. Yeah, the and the caricaturation of that message. Mm. People out in the world trying to be the baddest bitch with mm-hmm. scamming niggas and I got to, you know, yeah. like, it's okay it's to like, be a regular... Scamming is not Nice cool. girl. No. I don't think scamming it's not. is cool. Scamming's not cool. No. Like, scamming's not cool. Robbing, to me, not cool. <laughs> yeah, I will not say, cool. Robbing. <laughs> like, I will say, Robbing isn't cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, get it out, get it out. No, I just, like, I also want to highlight some of, like, I don't know, up and coming artists, though, that don't always adhere to like, I feel like hip hop, there's room for like a lot of different voices. Uh, yeah. Who are some of you guys as like up and coming artists? You're like, oh, I love her message or. Oh, I'm gonna throw in Missy Elliott, who's been here and has held down the fort and has Queen. not been king. Fully, you know, it's so Huge. I know, you know, it's so interesting is like I was looking up a think piece on Missy Elliott and about like how she's been here. She did have that little lull, but overall kind of consistent, but like never the most talked about, especially amongst the hip hop community, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because I'm like, well, she's definitely put her stake in it. But I don't think men like the men 
run hip hop in a way where the women who are more sexual have been able to win or to, to, to be more talked about. But I, that doesn't take away from anything Missy has done. And she has, you know, some people are giving her flowers. I just think it's, I don't know, it's so interesting because her career has lasted and been more consistent than the men that she came up with. Yes, though, if you think definitely. about it, like Diddy, Mace, or like, and, well, shout out to Mace, we love you, but <laughs> Missy Moore. What happened Poppy. to Mace? He's, He's a, a pastor, pastor somewhere. Now. I know. Although, is but he wait, still? Mace was a pastor and then he came back. Yeah, he, had, he came he back. He came after Welcome Back. He had another Welcome oh, Back. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. He, welcome Back I'm was just saying, a pastor Mace. Yeah, when he was Welcome Back, that was Pastor Mace. Yes. Yes. He got back in the world oh. and then he got back correct <laughs> with the Lord. Okay. I love um, Tierra Wack. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I love Tierra Wack. She has some really groovy. Jams. <laughs> Same thing. Like, she's groovy. 90 years old. <laughs> That's some groovy jams. <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, I don't seek out a lot of rap music in general, uh, but I do enjoy what Kira gives me. Yay. <laughs> so. yeah. I'll never forget that. I know before Megan popped, I was like, y'all, y'all introduced yeah. yeah. We like watch videos for hours. Yeah. So. Yep. We watched Doja Cat yep. too, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because I remember when they came, when they like finally popped, I was like, oh, I've been no more. When Mulatto popped, you were like, oh, I've been listening to <laughs> Real Ass. Oh, I didn't even know Mulatto me. popped. Is she not an up and comer? She's that was still up and coming, but she's definitely like, like, I mean, she has the song with Gucci Mane. Um, yeah, I seen her. I seen her wigs done upgraded, yeah. so I know she on the come up. <laughs> she got signed. She you got, always know the when wigs. they wigs upgrade, mm-hmm. they about to yeah. about to skyrocket. Um, no names. Song thirty three that came out this summer. She's great. Was the first time I heard "Abolish the Police" in a song that like I, I put it on repeat like for an hour straight. Made a music mm. video for it. Escape visual like I. Loved that song. And I'm like, what No Name is doing? I'm like, yes. Um, Chica. Oh, yeah, Chica. She's so bomb. And Ivy Soul, I also hella fuck with. Like, She was like a singer as well, though. She like sings and does hip hop. But she was on that NPR list of like... Hip-hop oh yeah, art. like and I was just like, yes, I'm so happy that she's getting. Her I loved her up. live, like, and I loved her. Um, she had an, a very acoustic, beautiful melody to her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not a singer, but I liked how she sound. It's it's very much like it's a vibe. <laughs> like you can judge people's voice. <laughs> yes. But like, they're even like LA folks, like Il Camille, that like are just it's you love to see it. You're like shine on, shine on. Why do you think those rappers that you just mentioned, some of them that are more nuanced, they don't get the shine or mm. the platform? I don't know if it's the labels they're assigned to mm-hmm. or just that they're not talking about the things that they want a female rapper on the top 100 to talk about. I think it's also a mix of, um, I mean, the beat and... The lyrics matter, but when I think of even male rappers and what's popular, I mean, 6 9 is on charts, and I'm like, what is he? Like, actual skill, mumble you know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of mumble rap that hits the charts or, like, everybody listening to the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, pop rap that hits the charts. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's not like a huge audience of people. I mean, when you think of that Tyler, the creator, um, music festival. Can't fog not. Oh, yeah. Can't fog I not. wanted to yeah. go to that so bad. It looked so popping. But I do feel like that's where a lot of these artists would mm. showcase. Yeah. And there's a huge audience for them. A ton True. of people who would show up excited. Um, but it's not really mainstream. But even if you think of, you know, a Frank Ocean, I mean, how many number ones has he had? Has he had one? We love him. Uh, but, but I also feel like he doesn't care. He's like, y'all going to yeah, get the music you're going to get when you get it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> For me, uh, I think it's rare to see, like, queer artists in the spotlight. And, like, folks like Ivy Soul are like, uh, I'm a thing about loving women. And, like, not everybody loves that shit because they're like, well, that doesn't include me. So I have no real place to go aside from deep sigh. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the world we live in. I forgot about Young Ma. I just listened oh, yeah. to oh, Young Ma M-A. or Young M.A. I think it's Young M.A. Um, I'm going to call her Young Ma. So, Ma. <laughs> I heard her, I was watching a TikTok the other day, and I was like, what is this song? This, like, voice is so buttery. Um, and it was Young M.A., Young Ma. Whatever. Did you see that she directed a pornography? <laughs> okay. Yes, I've, I've seen her porn. <laughs> It's not bad. Wait, what? I missed this. She directs porn now. Does she, she at porn. least place her music in it? I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> but I, I agree with Young Ma that the porn industry is disgusting. <laughs> and if we're going to have people doing porn, let's give them good Oh, are stuff. they high-level? Yeah, if we're going to have people watching porn, they're better. They're definitely, like, a little less cheesy. The people are more POCs, different body types. But it's still, you know, very much young M.A. Her porn is is trying to be elevated, but, you know, she's still very much uh, a nigga. Yeah, I was like, she's not a nigga. Yes. It's not the parasite of porn. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, because there's artist porn. There's, like, very feminist porn that Mm -hmm. is too feminist for me. Um, And then... Some of it's too feminist for me too, and I'm like, I'm tr- I'm down, I'm down. It's just like, girl, oh, you're gonna do a blurred, a soft screen. Like, why are y'all moving so slow? I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is love. not Young Amaze. <laughs> we should have Young Amaze on the podcast. We really oh, should. Yeah. Young Amaze, you trying to? No, I feel like she'd to... scoop all four of Pull us up. up. <laughs> she ain't scooping me up. <laughs> you wouldn't That's get scooped by type. Young Amaze. Mm-mm. She would do Mm-mm. nothing for you. My type. Nah, girl. But I, she's not my type, nah, girl, she, not she not my type either. <laughs> yeah, she's not pretty. Well, I like a pretty stud, but yeah, she's a little rough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. I think if you soft, you might like it. She's a hood nigga. She gives real like if you she a hood nigga. If you watch some of her it's videos, it's more intimidating than anything. It's like I don't know what you know. Oh my god, that's crazy. Should I introduce you to some things, Ash? Right, mm, some things I don't know if I need to be introduced to. When we come back, we're inviting hip hop journalist Kathy Yandley on the show to dig in even deeper into the female rap renaissance. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get into it with our special guest today. Kathy Yandoli is a critically acclaimed journalist and author. She has written for Vibe, The Source, XXL, The Village Voice, Rolling Stone, Billboard Magazine, Vice Magazine, and many other publications. Hey. Okay, you working? I know. <laughs> Are there any more, Kathy? <laughs> I think you did it um, all. I tried to run the gamut. It's been 20 years, to be fair. So, you know, I'm not exactly lapping people at that point. After 20 years, I should have hit more than three publications. But yeah, this, you know. Cool. <laughs> well, we also know that you held editorial positions at top hip hop and urban websites, including allhiphop.com, hiphopdx.com, and bet.com. 
Yandali is an alumna in residence of music business at New York University and has appeared across the media on television, radio, and panels discussing hip-hop and gender. Today, she will be helping us break down the good, the bad, and the ugly of being a woman in hip-hop. Thank you so much for joining us, Kathy. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So let's start out. What are your thoughts on the way women are dominating and, to be frank, being included in the charts right now? Um, Given you, you being able to watch this basically from its inception to where we are now. I think it's amazing. I think that we're inching towards that point where it will no longer be female rappers and just rappers at that point. Yes. Right? So I think that that's where we're getting, hopefully, very soon. And I think that um, over the last like three years, I think that made that shift was really happening. So I, I love it. But I, I also love how even like our legends are getting their flowers. Like mm. Salt and Peppa had a mm-hmm. biopic, you know, mm-hmm. Roxanne Shante. My friend just texted me that Lauren Hill became the first female rapper to go diamond. Wow. So that's amazing. You know, mm. Yeah. And I think that that's like all of these milestones and, you know, Missy Elliott finally getting yes. the recognition that she deserves. I think that there's just a lot that has been happening all at once. So it, it feels like hip hop has like a goldfish memory, right? So like they'll forget what happened as it pertains to women, right? Mm-hmm. So after like five minutes, it's like, wait, what? And and I think that that happened a lot when it's ta- when you talk about covering women in hip hop, because it always was just like ladies first and MC mm. Light and Queen Latifah, Moni Love, like no disrespect, obviously they're amazing legends, but there was there's no look toward the future, and now like. There's no choice right. to look toward the future. <laughs> wow. Are a force. I mean, how do you think we've we've gotten to this place? And and why do you think it's taken so long for these women to get their comeuppance? So a couple days ago on my Instagram, I put up the picture of little Kim squatting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Classic. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I captioned it. Um Little Kim squatted so other female rappers could stand a chance. Uh-huh. And I, <laughs> I'd like to say that it was the groundwork that Kim laid and Lauren and, you know, all of those artists in the mid 90s carried over to Nikki's 10 year reign. Mm -hmm. And then to get to this point, I think what Kim and Lauren did specifically, like like by my pals, what what little Kim and Lauren Hill did was they provided two very stark contrasts of the type of music and art that women can make in hip hop. Mm -hmm. And what that allowed for was to not only hit the charts, but make it so mainstream that you didn't really, you you latched onto it from from all walks of life. And I think that by the time we got to Nicki Minaj, who arguably is a combination of the two, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Nicki showed what the the next level could look like because now Nikki is a part of what I'd like to call the billionaire generation of hip hop. Can you define that? What do you mean by that? So I think, you know, in the 90s, the um the kind of the goalpost was a millionaire, you know? So once we get into this era, right? The 20, well, you know, for Nikki, it was like the 2010s into the 2020s. Mm-hmm. Hip hop artists are, are approaching billionaires. Like that's the goalpost. Mm-hmm. So 
for, you know, Nikki specifically at that point in time, Nikki provided what would be the next level for women in hip hop when, when she arrived on the scene. So now we're, we're at the point of like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, Rico Nasty, Tara Wax, City Girls, everyone, right? Mm-hmm. We're at this point now where not only have through the, the course of these 20 something years proven that women are profitable, we're also showing that they're diverse. Yeah. And allowing that, you know, you can't pigeonhole like one artist. And I think it's making it a lot harder to have that conversation of there can only be one. So that's what I think, you know, and Nikki was the only one for a good 10 years. But I think because of that, she opened doors for so many other artists. Mm. But, you know, obviously have to give credit to the ones who came before her because they're the ones who laid that groundwork. Mm, mm -hmm. And that's a systemic issue, right? Like, why was Nikki the only one for 10 years? You kind of just gave a you know, the history behind it. But from your perspective, why did that happen? I think there's a lot of factors that came into play. I think around 1999, when Napster started, um, hip hop took the biggest hit. We had like DJ Drama who was doing everything, you know, with the mixtapes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hip hop was one of the only genres that found a way, they found a way. And also hip hop as a whole is built on the idea of bootlegging right? Mm-hmm. Handing out mixtapes. That's how that's how the promotional vehicle went. So Napster really wasn't a hit specifically to hip hop, but it was a hit to the record labels who were trying to make money off hip hop. So mm. hip hop artists were thriving by reputation and they were doing their thing on the live circuit. But what labels started to do was they put a cap on how women could tour. They put a cap on how much it would cost to do a music video, all of those things. And in, in my book, I talked to Trina and Trina was told she was too expensive to tour. Mm, God. The baddest wow. bitch was too expensive. The baddest bitch. <laughs> yeah, they, they oh, said, dear. well, you're, you're gonna, they were like, you need makeup and hair. And she's like, I'll do my own hair. I'll do my own makeup. And they're like, well. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what, dudes come on with, you know, gray sweatpants and they're fine. Um, <laughs> but they, they are fine, but they're like fine. Like, okay. Like, but I also think, Let's be very obvious. It's it's how the machine attacks Black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that first and foremost has something to do with it too. The idea of someone not named Janet Jackson being a pop star or someone not named Whitney Houston being a pop star. I feel like everyone collectively thought Lauren Hill let them down. <laughs> so true. So you're now dealing with your racism, sexism, trust issues, mm-hmm. financial whatevers, right? And I think by the time Nikki came, it took labels 10 years to figure out that she was consistent. She was going to keep doing it mm-hmm. with or without them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they all of a sudden were like, let's jump in. And I think that's where you have like Cardi B who comes in and they tried it, right? They tried. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nikki, be careful. Cardi's here. Yeah. They tried. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when a couple of shoes were thrown at the Met Gala, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, listen. It happens. It happens. What else? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> shoes usually aren't thrown unless there's a reason. Yeah. Sometimes my Louboutin ends up in my hand and I just don't know where to put it, right? Yeah. So I just, you just aim. But I think after that all went down and after the sensationalizing of Nikki and Cardi, everybody kind of just lowered 
their swords and it was like all right let's just all make money because that's that at the end of the day now that's what it is and i'm yeah. not saying it's driven by capitalism but it's like now you can't get in the way of my bag mm-hmm. and now we have so many people i mean and i don't want to say that for nikki's 10 years we didn't have other artists like we had trina we had rhapsody right we had missy for a bit and i think during that time period eve was kind of in and out yeah but because i can't remember tambourine was not it was before nikki but i think that nikki was the most prominent mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and um consistent yeah yes I was going to say, I feel like there's also, uh, with the rise of how social media is used, it was undeniable. There were going to be too many people coming out of the woodworks. You know, so many females have come out that were like, you got to give them a chance. It's a million people on Instagram rocking with them. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like right. that's helped uh, mm-hmm. share some of the light. Yeah, artists are getting signed through social media, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Kathy, what do you think about what some would call a double standard when it comes to the overt sexuality from male rappers versus, you know, the pushback female rappers get for doing similar things? I can't tell you how many times over the last six months I've sat on panels and the first thing, and I'm talking female panels, right, about women's empowerment, and I'm asked how I feel about stripper rap. What? <laughs> wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that's <laughs> just what they wanted. That I didn't know they were us. calling it that. Yeah, me yeah. either. I was like, wow. Because I want to say that the double standard was part of the patriarchy, but that is, I would be so incorrect to say it because um, I'm hearing more of the judgment come from women. Mm. To be really honest. So the double standard. But just to throw in, women are just as brainwashed by the patriarchy as a lot of men. You know what I mean? That's true. At their core, the level of hate that has been just produced by the misogyny in this world that even women carry around. I mean, from hating the bodies, their own bodies and their own. Mm -hmm. That's why they can sell us all these products and get us, you know. To change ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, I feel like, and and, and once again, I feel it boils down to race because we're we're at a point where Mm. you can have pop stars who are promoting sex positivity, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That phrase wouldn't have, would have never been allowed for Little Kim or Foxy Brown, let's be very honest. Mm -hmm. It was never allowed for for Nicki Minaj, you know? It certainly isn't allowed for Lizzo. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that that has a lot to do with it um, and how the double standard is kind of enforced. And I think like the thing that pushed everyone over the edge was what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, I thought it was going to be spready. The way people were talking about it before I saw it and I said, that's a HBCU um, dance team routine or, you know, like that's not anything out of this world that they were doing, mm-hmm. the crybaby, because they have big butt. Like, what? what's everyone <laughs> up in arms about? Yeah, and I think the other, I don't want to call it a problem, but I think the other trend, right, is a lot of your more prominent male hip-hop artists have now just, like, kind of, um, like, accented their work in recent years with a couple of sex references. I mean, it's, it's mostly sad guy rap. <laughs> yeah. So... You got a bunch of dudes crying 
And then a woman talking about her pussy and then, and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Jezebel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, I don't know why we all of a sudden like canonized men and how they like speak about things. Like we're allowed to listen to billionaire male artists and their capitalist rap and just be like, this is great. This is a milestone. This is, this is what, this is, you want to, you want to get there. And then another guy talking about being sad and popping pills and Cardi B can't talk about her breasts. Like, come on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know where, how we got to a point in this society in the midst of Time's Up and Me Too and all of that. And I mean, granted, look who our president was. So, Mm, yeah. but we got to this point where Anything that a woman says that bigs herself up mm. is suddenly negative. Mm-hmm. It just, it blows my mind. And the women who always take the biggest hit, obviously, are, are specifically Black women, but w- women in hip-hop, because they're the most prominent in terms of, like, expression and and, mm-hmm. and being so bold and, and brilliant. And it just, it's just, it sucks. <laughs> I think, like, hearing that, like... Black women get the bottom of the totem pole, even in hip hop. It's like, ugh, how does this happen? But also, you know, what you were talking about earlier about racism, like, I loved when we were like, when I was doing my deep dive, uh, I saw an article that you wrote a few years ago called How to Be a White Girl and Not Offend Everyone Else in the Room. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you share, like, share your thoughts on the Iggy Azaleas, the Miley Cyrus, the bad Bobbies of the world, baby? Bobby. Is it baby or Bobby? It's bad baby. Um, I think I can only speak about myself. Yeah. Right. I'm an Italian girl from Jersey. I, you know, this ring light has me looking translucent. I am not trying to be anyone but myself. (laughs) Right. But I also have a very different upbringing from a lot of people where, you know, I, I grew up with a mom who, you know, I, I recently told this story from my childhood that, my family was from Patterson, New Jersey, which is an inner city. And then um, we had a house in the suburbs in Hawthorne. And, but my, most of my family lived in Patterson. So I went to school in Patterson and my family had a cleaners that I would just spend time by my grandmother um, at the cleaners. And I walked, there was a bodega that was always next, that was next door. And my mom would give me money when I would stay there on days off. And I'll never forget, I came home one day and I would buy whatever I could. Like I, there was like Word Up magazine, like we're talking like late 80s, <laughs> mid to late 80s. And I came home one day with an African pendant, right? Like the, the leather medallions, right? I watched a different world. I thought I was like, I was like, oh. <laughs> and I like, I was like, look, mom. And she's like, okay. She's like, we're going to sit down. And I'm going to teach you about Africa. And I said, okay. She's like, because if, so, if because I'm, you can wear that pendant, but if someone asks you about Africa, you need to know about Africa. And that was my introduction to race. I mean, besides the fact that everyone in my school was black except for me, but that was my introduction. Like she sat me down and explained it to me and explained to me that, no, you are not African. If you're showing your respect, you have to understand why you're being respectful. Right. And I carried that with me through my career because, you know, I was a hip hop kid. I, I, I wrote graffiti. I, I was, I was part of hip hop for all intents and purposes, you know, mm-hmm. my allowance money, I mailed to the Zulu nation. How did you find that address? <laughs> the back of Word Up magazine. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
And my cousin was the editor of Word Up Magazine when Biggie said it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up Magazine. Oh, my God. So I had a very, my relationship with hip hop, but also like Black culture in general is very different. But I also know that I reached a point in my career in hip hop where Black women who had way more experience and deserved way more respect than I did. When I walked in a room, when I had reached that threshold, I was getting more respect and I was being regarded as like, you know, the academic. And then you have these women who have done like amazing things and they're being like asked about their lipstick or their outfit. And I, and I watched it happen. And I think when it comes to people like Iggy Azalea and Miley Cyrus, I do, I think that white men get so many more passes than girls like that. I will say that. I think that like white men have done so many crazy things. I can't count the number of white guys who have used the N-word and then they 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 go on an apology tour, mm. right? And then Miley twerks and it's like get her all the way off social media. Give her a lobotomy. She's crazy. Right. And I understand both, right? And I think that mm-hmm. white people have done plenty to screw up the relationship between them and black culture. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the problem with like an artist, like an Iggy, you know, is the ability to code switch. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where the biggest problem is. She's actually hilarious on TikTok when she's like being herself, not that version of... Duty, um, duty. That one. Yeah, like, like who that, who that, who that? Why, right? Why? But if she would have come out as herself, as like this, like, funny, funny person, you know, or even like Miley, like... She's got a little bit of like country, got a little bit of punk. Like I I hate to think that the opinion is that hip hop will not respect you unless you walk around like being a cartoonish version of yourself because then you're saying that that's what you see when you see black artists. So they're screwing up all around and for someone like myself when I say don't offend everybody else in the room don't walk around as a reflection of anybody but yourself and how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And if you were raised poorly, then I suggest you open some books and talk to more people. But <laughs> I'm like, who are I, some of those black women scholars we need to look up? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like read Joan Morgan. You know what I'm saying? Like, do like do the work. If 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 you came from a place where you don't understand the history and the culture behind the music that you claim to love, you know then just exit the room for a little bit until you understand it. And I think that that's where the problem is. I think that a lot of people are jumping into the room because they're allowed to be, and then they don't belong there. Mm. And I I would hate to say I belong there, but I do know that, you know, I would never go in there and not know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> or not fill a space that should be occupied by someone of color. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's the other thing. I'm not here to fill someone's space. I wrote I wrote God Save the Queens because after 40 years, somebody had to. And I, I love women in hip hop and I love hip hop. And I asked all of my black friends and that's not some like some of my best friends are black thing. I, I literally asked my <laughs> my black female author friends, you should write a book on women in hip hop. And they were like, no, you should write a book on women in hip hop. <laughs> so I, I, I did. I, I, I finally did. And. I'm proud that I was able to do it, but why did it take 40 years? Mm. Mm. Do you have any up-and-coming artists that you want to give some shine to? You know, I um, 
I've been in the vacuum of writing my Alia book. <gasps> and so... Yes, tell us everything. Tell us. <laughs> oh, so... Um, <laughs> Baby girl, better known as Alia. Mm. It's, um, you know, the, the story of Alia. That's coming out August 17th, um, eight days before the 20th anniversary of her passing. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So I've been in an Alia vacuum. Like, I've been really... So what'd um, you find just, in <laughs> what happened well, well, with the plane why well, you'll, I'll get you a copy of the book early but I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not allowed to reveal I will tell you this um I I went through sealed documents court cases um reports and I hope that this gives some closure Whoa. but I also hope that everyone sees Aliyah as something that we've never been able to see her as, which is a survivor. And um, uh. so I think that, you know, we don't give her that credit because what she endured post R. Kelly, during R. Kelly um, and after, you know, we never we never mm. actually honored her strength in that. Mm -hmm. And like that's a, a part of the book, but also the impact. I mean, people like 13 year olds are listening to Aliyah right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With no streaming music in sight. So, yes, I was I was very much during this whole pandemic um, caught up in just listening to Aaliyah um, gladly. But um, if I'm talking about new artists that I, I love in terms of women in hip-hop, I love Flo Millie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just played a song from Kira Flo Kira was yeah. just hyping yeah. us up mm -hmm. for this episode with her. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one with baby, um, little baby Tate. Uh, oh, young baby. Uh, I am healthy. Young, I am healthy. Yeah, yeah, young baby Tate. Yeah, I am healthy. I play that in the morning. Adina mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Howard's Freak Like Me used to be my, That's... like, amp up for the morning. And now, it's, <laughs> now it's Flo Millie. <laughs> I mean, it's full of affirmations in that song, so... She's just, I, I, I adore her. Um, I was able to do her feature in Double XL, the last issue, um, along with Sweetie, who oh, I love. Oh, we were just talking about yeah. her, too. Yes. We listened to Best Friend with Doja. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love Sweetie. I love Flo Millie. I, um, I love the City Girls. I mean, they, they I teach do me. Too. <laughs> they just teach you how to get your bag. Like I, like I feel like I, I, I have to play City Girls every time. Like a check clears. Mm -hmm. There are some artists like, oh my gosh, Tierra Whack. Oh um, yes, she's been doing these Instagram freestyles. Yes, lately. they've been so good. And yeah, like, oh, I love her. I mean, I love Meg. I mean, with all my heart. I think Saw Rock is really dope. There's just a lot of talent happening right now mm -hmm. that um, I think it's just it's different from from where we were even five years ago. Kathy, I feel like my vision of what a, a hip-hop writer is is like Sanaa Lathan in Brown Sugar. What are the craziest things that like an artist has ever done to get an interview with you? Wow. Um, how much time do you have? There's, there's a lot. <laughs> So I was reviewing Joe Budden's album. He may not remember this, but <laughs> I was at a Barnes and Noble and he came with a disc man <laughs> with the CD. Stop. Was and it? headphones. Pump, pump, pump it up. That album. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song, Mommy? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> it might have been his first project or his second one. And he came with the CD and the headphones and he like, we were at a table at a cafe, at the cafe in Barnes & Noble, the Starbucks there. And he hands me like a coffee. 
and the disc man and he puts the headphones on me and he sits like this and I'm, you know, looking right at me while I'm listening. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you try to like act overly enthusiastic because he was in your face? So there's nothing worse than men at album listening sessions. Oh, mm. Like guys get really extra and, and nobody cares and it's actually worse nowadays. Mm. But that was a cool experience because you don't really get an artist coming to like sit in front of you and like stare at you while you're listening to their album. <laughs> at your local at, Barnes and Noble, nonetheless. At my local Barnes and Noble. I, I've been in situations where an artist will, like I'll be leaving, um, I was leaving a listening session and the artist got there late and he really wants me to cover the album. So he's like, oh, I'll just ride you down the elevator. And we got to the middle floor and he hit the emergency. And he's like, now listen. <gasps> oh, no. I'm not, I'm not letting you, I'm not, I'm not moving this elevator until you come back up and listen to the rest of the album. And I'm like, I'm like, I already heard the album. He's like, no, but you have to hear like me go into detail about like the intricacies. And I'm just like, you should have been on time. Yeah. You were kidnapped. You should have. You really were. Why do men feel like they can just do stuff like that? And tell you what to do, how to do your job. Bye boy. Mm. Did you go back yeah. up? Did you or I mean did I have a choice? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I, I She was kidnapped. I, <laughs> I mean I, I've I've had worse situations like as a woman, like but you know yeah. I, they they pale in comparison to what other colleagues have gone through. But I've been in situations where I've interviewed an artist and he's like put his hand between my legs and <gasps> tried Ooh. stuff like that. Yeah. No. Um, See, and that's, I feel like, the sort of, like, rampant, like, we can just, like, take women sometimes that I feel like male rappers will... It's like an entitlement to our bodies. Mm -hmm. And then they get mad when we claim our own bodies. Well, and, you know, this generation, and I have to give them so much credit, they speak up, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid. We didn't have Twitter to go on Twitter and say, hey, I was just fired from my job because I said I, I, I uh, felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, we didn't have that luxury. So what we had was, well, your boss might get mad at you or the label might not ask you for anything again. And mm. if they do that, then you're not going to be called to do this. And if you're mm. not called to do this, you're not going to be doing that. So we were always, we were told it was to have a thick skin, right? Mm. That's what it was told. Like you have to develop a thick skin. And I don't think that I, I think that we were part of a generation, you know, in the in the nineties and two thousand early two thousands, where we were made to feel that the there was like a long spectrum from kindness and criminal, right? Hmm. So we we came from you know things now that were just our everyday would never, ever, ever fly now, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And I have to give the new women um, in hip hop and any real, any journalism, any industry in um, anywhere, really. Um, but I have to give them credit because they're speaking up. We were, we were like kind of like hushed into submission. And, but there are some good guys. Like, and I'll say his name because I think he was just amazing. Um, Fetty Wap, right? We're both from Patterson. Oh. <laughs> So Fetty, I did a I did a feature with him for Vice, and then I went and I did one for uh, Maxim shortly thereafter. And Fetty asked me to come to his apartment to do the interview, 
And because, you know, I had already known him and, mm-hmm. and I felt fine. So I get to the apartment and like seven dudes show up. And I was like, oh, Kathy, <sighs> 15 years and you haven't learned your lesson. But Fetty was like, hey, guys, could you just go in the other room? I'm trying to talk to Kathy here. And like, he just sat with me and like the dudes were smoking and he kept blowing the smoke away. He's like, what are you doing? Like, she like she obviously doesn't smoke. And I was like, you know, we have to honor the good guys. Like, we have to. You know, um, I had to interview DJ Khaled once in a dressing room and there were like 20 dudes in the dressing room. And Khaled, like I walked in with a recorder and Khaled looks at me and he grabs me by the arm and he walks me out. He's like, that is no place for you. He's like, let's go do the interview over here. Oh, wow. So there, there are some good guys. I don't want to say that there aren't because I've encountered more solid guys in this industry. That's good to hear. But there, there have been situations where I'm like, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you, why are you here? And, um, you know, sometimes they work out, sometimes they, they don't. So, but, um, yeah, yeah. Barnes and Noble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, This was great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you so much. Thanks. I'm sorry I talked a lot. I'm like ramped up on caffeine because I'm usually sitting in my bed watching The Office by (laughs) 7 o'clock. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on one right now. That was cool, y'all. I know. So informative. All those gems, right? Everyone should go out and get Kathy's book, God Save the Queens. Yes. It's definitely on my shelf. And y'all know why? Because if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, (laughs) then it's stuck. (laughs) But should we give them a taste of us? How we sound? How we rap? You know, stay ready. I don't know if they ready for this. Ash Murder, stay ready on the track. (laughs) Here, you got the beat the whole time. You got it? We'll get, pass it off to yep. you when it's your turn. <laughs> oh. Here I go. My name is Hash Brown. I'm in down. I'm about to go to your town. Yeah. Uh. Sister Hash Brown. Uh. Y'all, I can only beatbox for a minute. Come on now. It's hard. You want me to take it over yeah, here? Yeah, I was getting tired. <laughs> Let me jump in. Hold me back. Yeah. The detonator stepping in on the track. I'm going to lay it down like I got a smack. Your ass after we mess. Because I'm a detonator, baby. Sorry, I just started using trolls in the patriarchy. And I got caught up in a <laughs> it comes at you so quick. Oh man! Oh my god! Uh, it's ingrained on us. Like, it's it's ingrained. That's improv for you, folks. Who needs it? <laughs> just comes out. Hey. <laughs> Hey. Okay, I'll help Maybe you out. Stick, yes. Where is it? Yeah. Oh my oh, god. god. Yeah, I got Thank you. you. Okay. Okay. Hey. Hey. don't play. Right around the block. Come get your body. Get in my truck. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, steal your man. And I ain't sad about it. Watch out. Ooh. That looks like a. 
Oh, a bonnet, a silk bonnet. Or the beat not, was not gone. because of you, mommy. The beat was perfect, mommy. <laughs> she was in it. She I don't was know in where the Kira pocket. Was. <laughs> she was in the pocket. I was mixed in. Okay, she the was in the beat. pocket. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You was in, in the pocket. The pocket of the beat. Yeah. I also realize that it's hard because there's a delay. Yes. Someone's doing a beat that's on a delay. <laughs> well, here it goes. Oh y'all. man. Ashley, your turn. Uh, Ash Murder says it's time for a break, so we about to get off. No stakes. Hey. That was really perfect and cohesive. There are no stakes. You heard it here first, people. Wow, we have gotten our fair share of hip hop today, and I am I'm so full. As Beyonce once said. <laughs> um, anyway, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Please remember to subscribe. And if you want to show us love, you can rate and review this podcast. And come kiki with us on social at Obama's Other Daughters on Instagram, at OOD Improv on Twitter, and on Facebook at Obama's Other Daughters. If you need some advice or you know someone who does need some advice, send your letters to us at oodpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. And bye. 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 You Down is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 